This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning and uh, hello and good day. And how, how are you today? We're uh, tuning in for Morning Breath. I am Pastor Brian. Uh, I'm sitting in for Pastor Dan today uh, with my wife. Actually, today is a co-host, uh, Emily Moore. And uh, we just want to say good morning and uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being a part of it with us. We also have in the studio our studio engineer. Let's say good day to you, my friend. Nick Clemison, how are you today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Good morning. We're Ooh. well. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this for us and making it happen. Of course. To get the Word of God out across our community and the world. So, um Emily, can you uh, can you tell the folks how to get on board with the show? Like, what uh, what is this whole thing all about here? Absolutely, morning breath is a devotion that we do in the morning. We don't prepare a sermon on the chapter of the day, but we do prepare our hearts. And uh, you can go to eccc.us if you want to get in touch with us and learn more about morning breath. We have a podcast. You can get that from our website or from our app, the East Coast app that you can download. You just um, search East Coast app, or if you want to get connected to Morning Breath, um, you can get our guide sent to you. Um, You can call our church office at 321-452-1060, and our receptionist there will take down your pertinent information. She can get your email, and you can have the guide emailed to you or snail mail if you prefer that. Um, Yeah, you can also follow our YouTube page. We have a YouTube page. So you can see our past sermons, our current sermons. I was actually on that page this morning myself, so it's good. Yeah, it's a really cool. Uh, it's an exciting time in our church. We are we're in the middle of a 21 day time of seeking and yes. and fasting together and kind of digging in together. And so we're glad that you, uh, a part of our Morning Breath family, are doing that with us. And so we are today on day nine of 21 days of seeking God together. We've written a devotion uh, for every day, and so I say we is uh, the staff and. Uh, some key leaders in our church have sat down and put together devotions that we've printed. We have actually a handwritten, or not a handwritten, but a printed guide that looks like a little mini magazine. Uh, if you want to get one of those, we can get one of those to you. If you'll call the church office or swing by the office, come on the weekend, we have those available. Or this uh, this devotion is on each of those other uh, social or uh, digital ways that you could get it, whether that's the app or our website. It'll say... Uh, our next move is the name of this, and you'll see a, a banner there on each of those uh, areas. Click on it. We're in week two, like I said, day nine today, and so we have a key verse uh, every day that then there's a devotion written about. There's actually a cool link on each of these as well that you can see kind of a little bit behind the behind the story, kind of the story behind the devotion that uh, Pastor Matt or one of our other folks have sat with each of the writers of the devotion, and they've explained that. And so maybe as we look at this chapter today, we're looking at Psalm chapter 116, and we're going to get through it. But maybe today you'd uh, you'd also go, you know what, let's look at that devotion and uh, dig into that a bit, and maybe even hear a little bit more of the story uh, behind the story. And so that, that's a pretty exciting time, as well as there's a couple other things going on that we wanted to draw your attention to. First of which is this weekend in all of our services and all of our campuses, uh, we're going to um, have baptisms going on. And so if you've recently uh, believed in Jesus Christ, the Scripture says, believe and be baptized. If you've recently given your heart or life to Christ, uh, you would say, you know what, I, the next step for me would be to be water baptized. And so if we could do that for you, call the church office, let us know, and uh, we would love to get you connected to that. And uh, we'll take time, and like I said, each of our services this weekend, hopefully to be able to uh, baptize some folks. And it'll be a great time. We want to help people take their next step. It's part of the vision here. One step is the kind of the middle part of the vision here. One Savior, one step, and one soul. And so we want to help people take one more step with Jesus. And so why don't we go ahead and get into the chapter today. Like I said, it's Psalm 116. There are, I believe, 19 verses here. 
And so, uh, what what uh, version of the of the Word of God are you reading from over there? I have the New King James Version. That is your faithful, steady version. That is yes. uh, that's what Many I've years seen. in that I've, version. I've watched her read her New King James Bible for years and years. We've been married seventeen years, and it's the same one she's been digging <laughs> into for years. There's all sorts of highlights and underlines and such. And so, I'm going to look at the uh, New Living Translation. So let me get you started, and uh, you read the first nine. I'll pick it up at verse ten, and uh, we'll go from there. So I say unto you, Miss Emily Moore. Read, ma'am. Awesome. Verse 1. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. The pains of death surrounded me, and the pangs of Sheol laid hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low, and he saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. All right, verse 10. I believe in you, so I said. I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety I cried out to you. These people are all liars. What What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people. The Lord cares deeply when when his loved one dies. O Lord, I am your servant. Yes, I am your servant, born into your household. You have freed me from my chains. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the name of the Lord, or in the house of the Lord, in the heart of Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, so this uh, this chapter has a lot of, uh, I mean, I don't know, the psalmist is, is crying out here a bit and is spending some, uh, I don't know, just having really just relationship here. We see the relationship of, of, of a man crying out to God and having some conversation and the closeness. And so for me, that's one of the things that stuck out. It's just the ability, uh, the, literally the first verse is, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayers for mercy. I think you're said for supplication. The, yeah. the thought of that, that God hears our cry and that we get to see into the heart of the psalmist a little bit about just some communicating back and forth to God is a pretty awesome thing. Like this obviously is my wife uh, sitting across the table from me. She knows me better than anyone in the, in the, on the planet. 17 years we've been married and you know we, we have a close relationship that we can talk about anything. We can spend time and we have talked about literally anything for you know all these years together. Mm-hmm. And that is actually some of the glue that keeps our relationship tight, right? And so what I see here in this picture is just a just an incredible relationship to be able to cry out to somebody close to you. Though you know God, we don't quote unquote see God in the natural sitting beside us or across a table from us, but that we have the the one who sticks closer than a brother. Scripture says we have the one who is near to us, and He says, "Draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you." That we have this ability to have just tight relationship, intimate relationship with with the God of the universe, God Almighty, who would say, you know, draw near and pour out your heart. And we see some of that pouring out going on in this chapter, and and I just love the value of this program. What we do on Morning Breath is we build that. We're actually building some of the connectivity between you studying the Word of God, hearing the Word of God shared, and being able to grow in your relationship and your closeness with God. And so, I don't know, that that's one of the things that stuck out to me. We don't obviously prepare a message. We This is a devotion time. This is what, what stuck out to you, what stuck out to me. And so, Emily, what, what jumped out at you? Share, share what maybe God uh, stirred in your heart as you read this chapter for us. Um, well, verse two, right after what you were just reading, where it says, because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. 
And something that God has been challenging me with just this past week, um, really, this stuck out to me because it, it, it really spoke to what God's been speaking to me already and really was resonating in my heart. Um, was calling upon him as long as I live, because sometimes we'll get revelation of something or we'll, God will um, show us something. And then we'll kind of, for me, it, it usually is correlated to, I can kind of fall away from what God has shown me. Um, if I'm not having quiet times, if I'm not spending time in worship, it's easy for me to uh, to um, to kind of tune God out and just kind of go through my devotion time with Him, little bit of little bit of prayer, little bit of word, and move on and not really dig in. And if I'm not really pursuing the heart of God, if I'm not really calling upon Him, um, that I feel like David kind of said this, like uh, like He's I will call upon Him as long as I live in the knowledge that some people don't call upon him as long as they live. Sometimes there's a little bit of a a distance and it's never because God moved. It's because we move. And, and honestly, that happens with me sometimes where I'll move and I'll get a little bit distant and, and I'm not really pressing in. And um, really it reminded me of King Asa in the old Testament. There were like a zillion Kings of Israel and Judah and some of them were, um, good, but most of them were bad. And Asa started off calling upon the Lord. He started off honoring the Lord. He was a great king. He was an honorable king. He was a godly king. And um, and then he, it wasn't like he just started, I don't even think he started worshiping idols or anything like that, anything bad. He just quit calling upon the name of the Lord. And in the end, it ended up costing him his life. Just when he became sick, he died because, and it says in the word that he died because he. It says he he called on the physicians of the day instead of calling upon the Lord. And it's easy to get to that place where we just forget. We get sick. We forget to pray. Not that it's bad at all to go to a doctor. Doctors and God are on the same team. They yeah. all want us healthy. Yeah. Um, but just simple things like that, where I wake up in the morning, I'm feeling something that is not God, or I'm thinking something that is not God. And I'm, and is he the first thing that I go to? If I'm sick, is he the first thing that I go to? Calling upon him for as long as I live really stuck out to me and that the Lord was just showing me focus. That was a word that he gave me for this year, focus on him, turn to him, call upon him as long as I live. And, and to daily remind myself of my, my, my flesh being with me, that I am prone to fall away in my flesh, but my spirit is prone to him and to let my spirit take, um, take dominion over my flesh that way. Yeah, that's cool. One of the things that we that we teach in uh, in our freedom uh, groups, which I just a just a shout out. If you've never been a part of a freedom group, um, whether you attend East Coast Christian Center or not, we have small groups that are a discipleship program. It's a uh, ten weeks of growing in your relationship with Christ. Twelve weeks. Uh, there's a retreat at the end of it. It's incredible. One of the things that's taught in there is spiritual order and actually getting your life kind of in order. And what we and I say getting it in order, it's not like we're trying to clean it all up and we're going to be perfect at any point. But we are working towards like what you just said about leading with the spirit man and not leading with the flesh. And so I love this time of seeking and fasting. Why? Not because I don't like food or something. Like, you know, the the fasting is super challenging to me. I love food. I I like sweets. I like donuts. I like coffee. I like 
you know, Amen. ice cream. I, I, there's a lot of things that I like. But when I turn off some of those natural desires, those natural um, instinctual cravings, what happens is I realign again with what is God's plan, what is God's desire, and it helps me to press in. And so in this season of starting the year and pressing in, I would just, ra- just again, I would echo that of let's try to realign some things. And I love the reboot. I love the, the fresh start. I love the freshness of the reminder that in, in verse 2 it says in the New Living, it says, because he bends down to listen, that God yeah. is leaning into your cries. He is literally bending down. Like, I think as a dad, I'm six foot eight. And so people, those of you that know me, you know that I'm a, I'm a tall guy. And so my kids are not six foot eight. My kids are not even five foot eight at this point. I mean, there is, my wife is five foot four. And it reminds me of, you know, at our wedding, for instance, our first kiss at the wedding was I took a knee. Like I came down to her level (laughs) so that we could be close. Right. And that closeness and this bending low to listen is such a great picture that, that of a dad, you know, reaching over to his kids and, you know, leaning down to, to get closer, getting his ear close to their heart, you know, and um, being able to hear the cry of their heart. And I, I love it. I love this time of seeking for that reason that we draw near, but yet he is so quick to go, you know, I'm going to bend down and listen. He's not far off, and there's no shame, there's no sin, there's no weight of something that could, that could stand in between you. It says there's no height, no depth, no no principalities, no powers that could separate you from the love of God. There was nothing, although the world would want to put stuff there, and although there's natural cravings and things that would get in the way at times, we need to peel that layer back and be reminded that God is for you and not against you. He wants to draw near, he wants to be close, and don't let that stuff hinder you from, from drawing in. Yeah, amen. And um, when you were just saying that, um, it reminded me of a song by, I think his name is Torin Wells, that says that in the lyrics it says, I'm fully known and loved by you. And the beauty of of what you're talking about, that bending down, that that intimacy that we have with God, with God inclining his ear to us, that, um, that we're fully known. He knows all of our dirt. He yeah. know there's no thought. There's not there's not even a dirty thought that you've thought that God doesn't know about. He knows everything we've ever done and we're fully known. Yeah. Which is a scary thought because nobody, even the closest person I am on earth, even my husband, he knows basically everything about me, but he doesn't know every thought I've ever thought. But we're fully loved. Yeah. He knows everything and it's such a such a beautiful picture to be fully known and fully loved. Really, in in the world, we think if somebody truly fully knew me, they couldn't fully love me because then they'd know me. And could I be fully known and fully loved? And it's an incredible picture of the heart of God, and and it's neat to see um, see the psalmist pouring out his heart this way, knowing it, it's totally safe. You can there's nothing you can't pour out to God because you'll always be fully loved. This is the the thing that really the devotion was uh, kind of speaking to a little bit is what do we have to offer God? Like what could we ever give back? And down in verse twelve, what can I offer the Lord for all He has done for me? We feel like there's always something there that we're never good enough, and how could we ever give anything back to God? But you know what He wants? He just wants your obedience. He wants you to step in His direction. He wants your your affection. If you what you can give Him, fully known and fully loved, He still is willing to bend down and get close to you and I love I love the picture because it it's so unnatural. It doesn't make any sense. It seems like in the natural, how we know people is that our natural instinct turns over to go, oh, I know what they've done to me. I know, oh, you, if you only knew, that's why I don't spend time with them or I don't want to be around them. But 
supernaturally, we have a God that moves all that aside through his son Jesus on a cross. And because he did that, he pushed all that aside and said, I'm going to come bridge the gap so that you and I can do life close together. And then we find, like in verse 7, I love this verse, um, it really jumped out to me. It says, let my soul be at rest again, for the Lord has been good to me. You know, his salvation is so good. And let me rest in that. Let me let my soul, which is my mind and my will and my emotions, if I can control my emotions and my will and my just my my thought life and rest in what he has done, that's realigning. That's the realigning of the spiritual order that we want to get in Amen. place. We want to get back to a place of rest where we can rest in what he did on a cross to bring him close. This is he the one who took the who took the big step in our direction? We take minuscule steps in his direction, but he's the one who took the huge step in our in our way. And so here we are being able to rest again because he's been good to us. He's a good dad. He's a good Amen. friend. He's a good father. He's better than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And because of that, we can rest in that and not have to feel the weight of, oh no, how am I going to approach a, a a God? What is he going to do? No, he's going to love. He's he's a loving father and friend. Amen. I loved that verse too. That was one I think that jumped out to me more than anything. Um, last night when I read the chapter, because we read it the night before and the morning of Morning Breath, and um, last night, I think I was kind of a zombie when I read it, to be honest. But this morning I woke up and my soul, um, like you said, our soul is our mind, our will and our emotions. My emotions felt particularly attacked this morning and I was having a hard time during the um, just during my quiet time pressing in and some thoughts were um, kind of troubling me and um, I read this verse and it said, return to your rest, O my soul. Yeah. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. And I began to think about my soul, a component of that being my emotions. Return to your rest, my emotions. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Anything, any thought um, that could plague my mind, anything that could, um, that if it were a financial thing, I can remind myself, return to your rest, oh, my emotions. Because God has dealt bountifully with me financially in the past, and he will deal bountifully with me financially in the future. Yeah. If it's a, um, there, I mean, there are all kinds of things that, that I was thinking that I could apply this to that any time that I'm attacked and if I'm feeling anxious, return to your rest. And he's commanding his soul here. And yeah. by the power of the name of Jesus, we can command yeah. our emotional state by saying, return to your rest, oh my emotions. The Lord has dealt bountifully with me. He's dealt bountifully with me um, so that I don't have to be anxious. He's dealt bountifully with me so that I don't, I, I literally, I'm, my personality is so opposite of yours. It's you, when you're stressed about something, you're just like, wow, this is really stressful. I think I'm just going to go to sleep. Yes, Yes, exactly. You'll take a nap or you'll, you'll just crash at nighttime. And I lay awake. I don't, I'm not one to just crash. I wish I could. Sometimes I just look at you while you're sleeping there and I think this is so not right. (laughs) (laughs) This is messed up. How can he just crash? And I have to think, and think and think, but really, I don't have to lay there and think. I can command my soul. I yeah, can command on. my emotional state in the name of Jesus. Return to your rest, O oh my emotional state, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. And really, if I truly believe in my heart that the Lord has been bountiful with me, and I think it's that it's 
it's cool that he's looking back. He's saying the Lord has past tense dealt bountifully with you. I think it's cool that I can, that I can look back and remind myself when has God ever let me down? He's never let me down. And in the midst of, uh, of, of laying awake, I can say, Hey, wait a minute, soul, remember back when the Lord dealt bountifully with you before. And is he ever going to let you down? No, he's not. And be able to get my soul back to a place of rest that way. That's cool. You know, another thing uh, in the chapter here that I saw is, you know, like you pointed out at the beginning, it says, I will pray as long as I have breath. And then you jump down to nine, it says, so I walk in the Lord's presence as li- as I live here on the earth. There's a, I'm going to pray, I'm going to walk. And then it, later on, it says um, that I will, there's a servant. It says, oh Lord, I am your servant. There's a, I'm going to pray, I'm going to walk, and I'm going to serve. There's so many pieces of our relationship mm-hmm. here that are that are just painted in one one chapter. That's an incredible time that we can look and go, wait a minute, Okay, so how can I get busy doing something? What can I do? I, I'm my soul is doing all these things and feeling all these things. Well, maybe it's time to get back to serving, or maybe it's time to get back to your prayer life. And again, these are reboot things. It's the first of the year. It's a time where you can sit back and go, where where do I where do I turn when my soul when my when I start feeling uneasy or I start feeling all the things that the world could throw at us? What do I do then? Am I willing to cry out? And one of the things that God's spoken to me in this time of seeking is pray first. Like you mentioned, this doesn't have to be an afterthought. Prayer does not have to be an afterthought. Doing life and talking to God does not have to be an afterthought. It can be the first thought. It can be the first thing we do. And so somebody shares with you some hard information, pray. I was talking to somebody even this morning that was walking through a, a legal proceeding where they were they were having to give testimony about an accident and some stuff they'd been in, and they said, you know, a couple times they had to say, hey, can you repeat the question just to give them time to pray in the midst of there being, for two and a half hours, they're getting questioned and getting drilled with questions, and they said all I could do was just go, hey, could you repeat that for a second? And as they're repeating it, they're praying. Wow. But just thread it into what we do and thread it into who we are. We can pray, and that in itself will bring peace because he is Prince of Peace. He Amen. is the peace that, that surpasses all understanding. And so if we can get into this idea that he actually does care deeply about what is going on in our lives, he is concerned about what concerns us, we don't have to wrestle with, well, how does God feel about all this stuff? He cares. He's for you. And he will fulfill the vows that he's made to us. Like Amen. He's got promises in Scripture for so many areas of our lives, literally every area of our life, but yet we get to discover. That's part of why we do the program. So you can search out the Word of God. You can dig through it. You can grow. You can learn. And in that growing and learning, we understand the promises so that we can steer our soul one more time, steer our emotions back to what did God promise in this season and what does he have for us in this moment? And, or we get run down, we get tired, and we get isolated. And in isolation is where the, the enemy would love to keep us and love to oh, keep yeah. us tied up and, and, and strangled. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said about isolation because sometimes you can feel you can feel isolated. Like in verse 8, he said, For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Well, and I think about our feet falling into sin. And really, when we're isolated, um, that the word that you said just, just kind of struck a chord in me that last week, Brian and I were having a heart-to-heart and me sharing some things that I had been struggling with, some um, some issues in my life and some sin stuff that the Lord had exposed to me. And, um, and 
when you're isolated, nothing good comes from that. When you're when you're struggling with something, some of you out there might be struggling with a sin issue. You need to know that God is merciful. He's not. He, you don't have to clean yourself up before you come to God. He's merciful. He's full of grace. Even if you're a believer, believers still struggle with things sometimes. And it's so good when you can just come to God and know that He will deliver your feet from falling. Yeah. Yes, you fall into sin, but He will deliver you from that. There's so much safety in him and and being able to come to him and and he delivers our soul from death our eyes from tears and our feet from falling yeah i love it i I love that deliverance is not just out there somewhere it's not just in heaven one day like hey we'll get there one day and all the tears will be wiped away and all that'll be great well heaven's going to be incredible and heaven's going to be an awesome experience however he wants that for you today he wants deliverance for you today he wants to walk with you and be near to you when you feel isolated and you feel far off know that he's just literally a whisper away a a thought of wait but god away and if we can get in a, a move in that direction man it's amazing what god can do it's amazing what we could actually experience as we walk which is what you know the, the psalmist is saying here i will walk with you all my days when we walk in a relationship we've walked through some stuff in our marriage we've walked through some stuff in our in our family we've walked through you know all sorts of stuff in ministry and that walking together has grown experience and i know your character better today than i did 20 years ago yeah. when i had never met you before right and yeah. then 17 years ago we 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 met and you know we got married and now we here we are down the road we have better experiences we have better stories but we also have better glue because of Amen. the relationship that we've done life together we're going to take a break and we'll get right back to you you are listening to morning breath from east coast christian center Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. 783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. 
Hi, everyone. Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Yeah, for sure. Welcome back to the show. Just, uh, just in closing here, I want to, I want to make note of what, uh, what David, the psalmist, uh, ended this chapter with. He says in verse eighteen, "I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all His people, in the house of the Lord, in the heart of Jerusalem." You know, there's a, there's, there's a piece of this that is uh, connected to the house of the Lord. And yeah. if you're not connected, I, I know there are people who listen to a radio show like this that, that may not be quote-unquote, church people, but you're listening to Bible teaching, and you're listening to just a great show, and there's, it's, I'm not by no means am I saying, hey, stop listening to a show, but I'm, I want to encourage you, would you step back again? Would you, would you give church a chance one more time? You know, mm-hmm. would you be willing to say this, I'll fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all His people, instead of doing it, Good. you know, maybe your way, or maybe the way that you feel most comfortable with. You know what? The local church is not all about comfort. It's not all about everything your way or my way. You know what? I, I, by the grace of God, get to lead a church or be a part of leading a church here at East Coast, but it's not all my way. There's by no means it all my way. You know what? But I press in, and I want to fulfill the vow to God to serve Him all my days, to worship Him and cry out to Him on on a daily basis, regular basis. We get to do that together. Would you do that this weekend in a church of your choice, God's choice? Do that together. Bye-bye now. We're going we're gonna to see you soon. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.